When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It sure is what's proved to be a seismic day in the NFL. Happy Thursday to you and yours. In for the guys on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN Plus, your smart speakers. Randy Scott here in Bristol, Amber Wilson in uh, Parts Unknown. We'll call it Florida for today. We're presented by Progressive Insurance here on Canty and Carlin. The call-in number is 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Phone lines are open. When we say it's a seismic day, we understand that this story, this Deshaun Watson quote-unquote resolution, is really resolution in terms of punishment only. That conversation can end. 11 games, $5 million suspension, that $5 million accounting for, what, a little bit more than 2% of his overall guaranteed money from the Cleveland Browns, but that money is going to go to charity. Uh, The Browns pledging uh, an additional $1 million to raise awareness for sexual assault and I don't know, the, the quick knee-jerk response, the emotional response that, that I had to that was, man, every time number four is out there under center, people are going to be aware of sexual assault. They're going to understand what it is. This is where we're at. We finally got our, our decision, okay? The NFL got the settlement. And, Amber, when you and I last worked with each other, you said this is how it was going to go, that Peter C. Harvey, the league-appointed arbiter here at the end, the one who was going to make the final binding decision here, wanted the two sides – to go ahead and reach this settlement. that that That's how judges act, right? I mean, that that is the preference of judges. And Amber, just like you said, we got it. Yep. I mean, he was acting as a judge. He was acting as an arbiter in this situation. And you're absolutely right, Randy. That is the move if you're an arbiter or if you're a judge. You don't want to make a decision unless you have to. So you try everything to get the two sides to settle. You encourage settlement as much as possible. It's obviously much easier to not make a decision in that situation. And from the NFL perspective, it was also easier for them to be able to negotiate this by by themselves because, yes, Peter C. Harvey was the designee of Roger Goodell. I did always think that it was a bit overstated, this idea that just because he's the designee, he's going to blindly do whatever Roger Goodell wanted and that he was definitely going to issue a year. I think that was overstated. I think, frankly, that this is an indication of that. But also Deshaun Watson, from his perspective, he knew that ultimately if he was going to end up in federal court challenging whatever Peter C. Harvey issued down the line, that was probably going to be a losing battle. Also, Randy, a really, really expensive battle. We're talking a lot more legal fees for Deshaun Watson if he's pursuing it in federal court, millions of dollars. So here he negotiates a fine as well with the NFL. And so both sides motivated to find some sort of settlement, some sort of common ground. I'm not surprised. I thought it would be somewhere around 10 games. I'm not surprised we ended up at 11. I mean, Deshaun Watson's at six because of Sue L. Robinson's ruling. So we knew it would be at least six, right? And the NFL wanted 17 because they wanted an entire season. So they kind of meet in the middle there. They split the difference and he has an 11 game suspension, a nominal fine compared to his salary, a hefty fine if you just consider it without the salary attached to it. And and so we know that it's not a percentage, right? Like the way that these fines work, it's not, Hey, X amount of your salary. Now, if we played that game this year, it's five times the amount of salary that he's actually making this year, but it's because of the way the Browns structured that contract. It's 
arguably the most backloaded contract we've ever seen in NFL history, oh, yeah. even though we've seen other contracts structured strange ways to avoid penalties. So, I, you know, I, I understand that when you're talking about 230 guaranteed million dollars, five million bucks, six million bucks seems like absolutely nothing. But at least we got to a point where there was a fine that we're talking millions of dollars. There is a finite time in terms of the suspension. And I think both sides feel like they can move forward knowing where they're going to be in the future. And the Browns, I'm sure, as well, feel like, okay, now we can move forward. Of course, what that means and where they're going to move to, that's an entirely different discussion. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app and your smart speaker. She's Amber Wilson. I'm Randy Scott. And, you know, Amber, in your in your uh, real job, so to speak, your, your, your grown-up job is what I should say because you actually have functioning skills outside of sports media, and I, I do not. And in your legal background, I mean, I've, what's always been described to me is if both sides walk away feeling like the other side won, right, if both sides walk away a little upset with the ver- – it, it's truly the fairest one, I guess. Is that – am I – Am I paraphrasing that poorly, where if there is a settlement and neither side feels like it won, then that's sort of, you know. Yes, if both sides feel like they lost, then the deal was probably somewhat of a fair conclusion. I mean, you could also say that when you're talking about the decisions of judges and arbitrators as well, where after the Sue L. Robinson decision, Deshaun Watson's camp, they clearly were on the happy side of things, right? Mm -hmm. But they were claiming they weren't happy. It was like they were trying to play that game. They're like, oh, we're not happy because we wanted nothing because he didn't do anything wrong. And then the NFL is obviously over here unhappy. Well, now we reach a settlement. And yes, arguably, both sides are going to pretend at this point like they're still unhappy. But you're probably right that it was no real big win for either side neither side got what they wanted and because of that they're probably in a pretty fair so to speak place now that being said randy the court of public opinion functions very differently than these legal processes and then a federal judge a former federal judge in sue l robinson or a former attorney general in peter c harvey would have and because of that the way that people i think are receiving this in the court of public opinion is that maybe it's too light But I think in terms of the actual process that both sides are going to publicly pretend that they're unhappy and secretly probably fall somewhere more towards the happy side of things, frankly, with how that this is concluded. All right. We heard from Deshaun Watson himself. This is today. This is at Brown's training camp. After the news comes in, after the settlement is reached, here's what Deshaun Watson had to say about his own innocence. Moving, I'm moving on with my career and my life, and I'm continuing to stand on my innocence. Just because, you know, settlements and things like that happen doesn't mean that a person is, is guilty for anything. I feel like the person has the opportunity to stand on his innocence and prove that, and we prove that on the legal side, and we're just going to continue to push forward as an individual and as a person. Uh, proving that on the legal side, is uh, that's a factual statement. I mean, we're going back, I guess this was in March, where... It was a grand jury in in Houston ruling that no criminal charges related to sexual misconduct allegations. None of that could be filed. No, it just meant it just meant that they didn't. Man, people always confuse this. It it just meant that they didn't reach the threshold, right, in order to charge him with a crime. It doesn't mean he didn't commit the crime. Exactly. And so, you know, we never got there. We never went through that process. It wasn't he's found not guilty in the court of law. We never got there. So we can't even say that he wasn't charged with a crime to begin with. Obviously, there's a presumption of innocence. We know how this works and. So, yes, in a legal system, in a court 
he is presumed innocent until proven guilty. We never even got to a point where he could have been proven guilty or right. otherwise. But we don't know because he was never charged. It doesn't mean, though, Randy, and I think that this is really important, that he couldn't be charged, which is why he can't come out and say, yes, I'm guilty, emphatically. Now, we know the NFL investigation shows, at least through that investigation, that he probably did these things, right? Or the yeah. Suelle Robinson's opinion told us that she believed that he did these things. But in terms of being actually convicted with things, that could come in the future if he was to go out here and open himself up to that. And so that's why, of course, you would never see him do that. And again, he's still fighting one pending civil action as well. So he doesn't necessarily want to be li found liable for that either. He is defending himself in court. He's right. Just because you settle doesn't mean that you did any of these things. Of course, it doesn't mean that he didn't either. We have no idea and, and we probably will never get any sort of resolution there. No. Well, OK, so we, we also heard from Browns owner Jimmy Haslam today uh, and I, I want you to hear, I'm not trying to poison the witness here, but I, I want you to, to pay attention to the phrase second chance. Okay, here is Jimmy Haslam speaking on his quarterback. Here's what I think is that um, I think in this country and hopefully in the world, people deserve second chances. Okay, I really think that. And I, I, I struggle a little bit. Is, is he never supposed to play again? Is he never supposed to be part of society? Does he get no chance to rehabilitate himself? And that's what we're going to do, okay? And you can say, well, that's because he's a star quarterback. Well, of course. But if he was Joe Smith, he wouldn't be in the, on the headlines every day. So we think people deserve a second chance. We gave Kareem Hunt a second chance, okay? And that's worked out pretty well, okay? We're hoping this will work out, and we have strong belief it will. That doesn't mean we don't have empathy for people affected, and we will continue to do so. But we strongly believe, strongly believe people deserve a second chance. We believe Deshaun Watson deserves a second chance. Bringing up Kareem Hunt there is, uh, is so, some, some, some kind of special, but that is Jimmy Haslam talking about a man who admits no wrongdoing, right, and says that he didn't do anything wrong. Uh, but he deserves a, a second chance. So that's it's an interesting it's an interesting phrase. And to help us parse it, let's bring in Keyshawn Johnson. He's co-host of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on on ESPN Radio. And Key, it's sort of all hands on deck when you finally get as a company, right? ESPN, we get this this ruling, this this decision in the Deshaun Watson case. So we appreciate you. Uh, I don't know if you're like me, man. You grab a nap in the middle of the day or something. So stay, thanks for staying up with us. What what was your reaction when you see that come across your phone? Somebody calls you, whatever it is. Eleven games, five million dollars for Deshaun Watson. Uh, yeah, I am. I am a constant company man, so you certainly can find me at any time and do anything. And uh, you know, I, when it first was announced, I'm like, ah, eh. you know, I was like, whatever. They they're gonna they're going to do something other than the six games. I, I personally, you know, think it's still light when you go 11 games. Five million. See me if I was handing a ruling down, and I like Deshaun. I know Deshaun personally, and I would have suspended his ass for the entire year, and I would have taken a full year salary of about forty million dollars from him, and that's what I would have done. Okay, because eleven games. Okay, what is that? What are you doing? And five million. What are you doing? Take him off the field for a year, and take top five average quarterback salaries if we're going to consider him a top five quarterback right average those salaries that's just for our sake say it was about 40 million and take that and keep it moving that's what i would have done so i would still you, think it's a little light 
which is what he'll be making next year uh, when he won't be suspended at all or missing any game checks there. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson joining us here on Canteen, Carlin Amber Wilson and Randy Scott filling in for the guys. So, Key, when you were playing, the system was a little bit different because you didn't have this first step as an independent arbitrator. When they came up with the new CBA in 2020, the NFLPA, I think, felt like it was a big win that they had this independent arbitrator come in to make, like, the initial ruling for these disciplinary actions. Do you feel like, though, that the system has really changed at all now that we've gotten to a point where we got closer to what the NFL wanted anyways? I think the system has changed to some degree, but when you got to go back in for a second bite at the apple to get it to change, it still needs some work, right? Uh, the former judge, she made a decision that based on all her findings and, and her investigate that this was what it was going to be. Um, there still need to be some work done because certain things obviously are egregious and certain things uh, – you know, from a public opinion, it's going to, public opinion is going to be formed both against the league as well as the, the the Cleveland Browns. So I think you got to take all that into consideration when you're making these decisions. Um, in, in every case, is going to be different, right? You're going to have people going to mention Ben, uh, Ben Roethlisberger's decision about the things that he had to go through. They're going to talk about, they're going to talk about, uh, other players that have gotten into trouble. They're going to speak on a guy who had, uh, was suspended because he decided when he was hurt, he was going to go out and play some better to won some games. I mean, so when you think of Kelvin really, or you look at what has happened in Miami with an owner in the integrity of the game. So every case is going to be different. They've got to just figure out on a case by case basis, what's the right suspension and situations for each individual or just have a, a list of, if you do this, this is what's going to happen to you. If this happens, this is and call it a day. He's Keyshawn Johnson, co-host of Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN radio with us on Canty and Carlin. So one thing we haven't touched on key is this sort of made for TV contrived drama now where, all right, so 11 games and you mix in a bye week That means he's back week 13. You're like, well, who are the Browns playing week 13? They're playing the Texans in Houston. It feels kind of, I mean, it's not a technical term. It feels gross. I, I don't mean to chuckle. I don't mean to chuckle. Yeah. But it, it feels gross. But I think when you look at it, because I, I, uh, you know, I have the NFL Live here in about 45 minutes, and we're going to obviously discuss all of this. And this is part of our production uh, call as we talked about the Houston game. And you say to yourself, well, why would they schedule it on that? So I think the league, as smart as we think the league is and all the bright minds running a, a, a Fortune 500 company, you know, sometimes they're not as smart as you think, right? You, we think they're the real, oh, they're smartest guys in the room. When they're looking at this thing, they're saying to themselves, okay, we just want to get him suspended. We want more games. I don't necessarily – think that they realized at the time somebody didn't realize, hmm, you do realize that they play Houston. I don't think that even – no one even put that – in fact, that to the equation. Because if you, if you suspend him before the Houston game and give him 10 games, then he winds up playing in Houston anyway. And if you suspend him after the Houston game, they're going to say they just wanted to avoid – 
him playing in Houston. So the league is trying to balance both things in, in well, as well as the NFLPA from what I could just from my vantage point of looking at it. I don't know, Key, if you wanted to be a master conspiracy theorist and make this situation even grosser, you could wonder if the NFL was okay with that because of all the eyeballs that are going to end up being on that game for all the wrong reasons. You know, you could, if you, like you said, if you want to be this conspiracy person, uh, I don't think the league, I don't think they, I don't think the league goes into egregious situations saying, oh my God, we can take advantage of this and use this for eyeballs. Because guess what? Those eyeballs aren't Monday night. Those eyeballs aren't Monday night football. They're not on a Monday night. They're not on a Thursday night. They're not on a Sunday night. It's a regular, what, 1 o'clock Sunday game, a regional football game. Yeah, between between one team that's pro- probably 500 at that point, which is the Browns, and the other, which is probably going to be well below 500 at that point, uh, which would be the Texans. And that sort of leads to the next part. How do you think Deshaun plays in that? Because, okay, part of this today, and it's not mandated by the league, but it's what the Browns say they're going to do, is they're not going to play Deshaun in the rest of the preseason. He didn't look good in the you know few snaps that he had in his debut. So now you roll out there, you're back with the team that you kind of submarined last season, and you're back. And if you think the reaction he got in Jacksonville was bad, Houston's going to dial up something special for him. How do you think he plays in that game, Key? Well, he's going to get booed. Wherever he goes, that's just – he's going to get booed, right? I mean, that's just – Oh, yeah. People are going to stand outside the stadium. Women's rights groups and are going to uh, protest. I mean, that's just – that's going to be part of it. Um, I think he plays well. I think in c- certain people are built for certain things. And he's a guy, in my opinion, and, and I know him and I know him well, is built for – this sort of backlash, negative behavior that he created for himself, he's built to withstand that and block that out. He's already conditioned his mind to be able to do those things. And I know that sounds crazy, but that's just how some people are built. He's a professional athlete. They're not going to rattle him because they boo him. You know, you say, well, we get booed all the time. Like, really boo. The entire stadium will chant and say things and he'll just play football. First, as far as the preseason goes, yeah, whatever, he doesn't need to play. That preseason game, the first game, a few balls were dropped, a few missed throws, but for the most part, what did you expect? I didn't expect for him to look like he had been playing, you know, the last five seasons and he's been uh, MVP for four of them. I didn't expect that at all. All right, Key, we appreciate the time, man. I know you're coming on NFL Live here in probably, what, 40 minutes, so uh, we'll let you get to that. Thanks for, the, thanks for the insight. Listen, you got booed because you balled out and you wore the wrong uniform. I mean, this guy's getting booed because of, of things the likes of which back then in the NFL you probably would have been like, wait, this man is accused of doing what? So I, 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 I don't yeah. know. I, I think it's going to be a little different, no, but, but you're right. Boo, but, the boo, but the boos are the boos. That's it, compartmentalization, I mean, I, your right? Vocal, your, your vocal cords can only go so high. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right? scientist. I mean, that's it. Scientist Keyshawn Johnson. We appreciate All right, buddy. it. Thanks, Key. Uh-huh. All right, that's Keyshawn Johnson. Again, listen to him, 6 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN 2 on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. So what do the Browns do now? The plan is to start Jacoby Brissett, but for how long? Do you make a move 
and land Jimmy G? Or do you stick with Jacoby Brissett? We'll tell you what the Browns GM had to say about that exact subject. That is after Amber has this from FanDuel. Start the second half of the baseball season the right way and turn K's into cash and big hits into big wins with FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just sign up using promo code PLAY, place your first bet, and FanDuel will give you up to 1000 bucks back in match bets if you don't win. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code PLAY to get started with your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Louisiana. Permitted parishes only. Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, West Virginia, or Wyoming. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as is non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Illinois. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342. 1-888-799-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-877-70-STOP in Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny four six seven. 369 in New York, Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We have an 11-game suspension for Deshaun Watson. The NFL Players Association and the NFL himself and even Deshaun Watson himself, you can put this behind you now. I think that's fair. You go from six games to 11 and $5 million. That's a very substantial increase in discipline. Just because settlements and things like that happen doesn't mean that a person is guilty for anything. I feel like a person has the opportunity to stand on his innocence and prove that, and we prove that. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, 
Sirius XM Channel 80, smart speaker, however you found us. Uh, thank you for doing so. Amber Wilson, Randy Scott, in for the guys on Canty and Carlin. Uh, the call-in line is 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. However this news grabs you today. All right, Deshaun Watson getting an 11-game suspension, having to pay a $5 million fine, and then getting on with his with his football career, right, and his football life, coming back against the Houston Texans in Week 13 because of a bye week. Anything you want to get off your chest about it, anything you want to – Anything you want to say, conversations you want to have, is it is it, it too light, too heavy? I don't think we're going to get too many too heavy calls, but bring it. Call in. Get it off your chest. It's a safe space. We'll have that conversation. It is uh, resonating beyond football today and, and for good reason with Deshaun Watson. We heard from the Browns GM today. I, I guess if you are looking for a, the thinnest amber or, or faintest silver linings here, uh, the fact that the Browns face the music, so to speak, face the media today, right? They made Deshaun Watson available. Uh, they made uh, Jimmy Haslam, the team the team owner, available. And uh, Andrew Barry, the Browns general manager, was available because, you know, once you move on to the on-football product here, if you are the Browns, you have, a, you have a quarterback situation you have to address now for definitively 11 weeks with, with Deshaun Watson being on, on the shelf. As it stands, Jacoby Brissett is at the top of that quarterback depth chart. And there are other quarterbacks available. You know, you could point to Sam Darnold in in Carolina. It looks like Baker Mayfield's going to win that job. Do you want to keep an unhappy Sam Darnold around? Uh, what do you do with the Drew Locke, Geno Smith situation in Seattle? Uh, does a loser of that get dealt? But then there's also a guy who very recently played in a Super Bowl in Jimmy Garoppolo out with the San Francisco 49ers, who has definitively already lost that starting gig for Week One to Trey Lance. And so Andrew Barry's asked about it. What what is your status right now with with Jacoby Brissett as your team's starting quarterback? Number one, we brought in Jacoby. We feel very good about Jacoby. We like what we've seen throughout the spring. We like what we've seen throughout the summer. Um, so we have a high degree of confidence in him. You know, no different than any other position on the roster. We'll continue to evaluate our team you know, over the course of camp, but really pleased with Jacoby. All right, Amber, they're pleased with Jacoby. What should they do? I mean, they're not going to tell us they're not pleased with Jacoby, <laughs> right? Like, that would be news if you wanted – to play me a bite of the general manager of the Browns saying, eh, we're not really very pleased with what Jacoby's <laughs> bringing to the table. It's kind of sucked at training camp. We're probably going to have to look elsewhere now that we know it's 11 games. I think that it comes down to the importance, frankly, of this season for the Browns because they did bring in Deshaun for certainly well beyond this season. So from the Deshaun angle, it wasn't like they were counting on his availability this season. Let's be real. That's not why they paid him the $230 million. That was an investment well into the future for them from a pure football perspective. But we know that's a very good Browns team, Randy. And so a lot of people feel like, hey, this would be a wasted season when you have a very, very good team around that quarterback position if you don't get it right under center. And I'm not one who believes that Jacoby Brissett can be a starter in the NFL for a significant period of time. He's a fine backup, but he's a backup. 11 games, to me, makes him a starter, right? Like, you're only going to have Deshaun for five games. If Deshaun wins every single game you have him for, which the back half of that schedule is tougher than the front half of that schedule, then it does you no good because you've still got a significantly losing record and you're not going to make the playoffs with that record. And so I do think that the Browns have to seriously consider maybe bringing in a Jimmy Garoppolo. But at the same time, I could kind of understand the hesitation because, again, 
how much of is it worth them investing in this season? They've already got something like $90 million committed to that quarterback's room as it currently stands. And don't forget, they didn't just bring in Jacoby. You know, they've got Josh Rosen. They got Josh Dobbs. I know the kind of names that I'm throwing out there, but it's not like they don't have other quarterbacks on this roster. If you go ahead and you trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, now we're talking about giving up assets, plus paying a dude $26 million. They can do it. But I could also understand the hesitation with wanting to do it, particularly when you've got another quarterback who is coming back at some point here. Yes, he's not going to win you this season, but that you've considered that you've committed 230 guaranteed million dollars to. So it really just depends, I think, on that ownership group and how important this season ends up being to the overall picture of the Browns. Here's how here's why it makes sense from a Jimmy Garoppolo standpoint. You should hope. To be dealt. There are still questions about Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's look at it from that side. Jimmy Garoppolo has not thrown a pass. Like he he's, he's dealt with the shoulder injury that cost him so much of last season. He needs to get out there and prove what he can do physically. He needs to prove that he's healthy. He needs to prove that he's still effective. He needs to showcase that because that's how he and his lifestyle and his livelihood, rather, moving forward, that's how that improves. There are no physical questions about Deshaun Watson. Regardless, I mean, Keyshawn Johnson said it moments ago, like, yeah, there were a couple bad passes or a couple bad drops, we should say, in the preseason debut for Watson. We haven't seen him throw a pass since the 2020 season in an NFL game. And there are not physical questions about him. There might be some rust, but that's it. For Garoppolo, there are legitimate injury concerns about him. So if you want to say, hey, why would Garoppolo want to go and play 11 games somewhere and then be guaranteed to lose his starting job to Deshaun Watson, it's because he would use that 11 games to make himself tens of millions of dollars. Because otherwise, if he just sits behind Trey Lance in San Francisco, and I think we all agree, Amber, and you've studied the cap number a lot more than than I have, or you have a better understanding of it, but it's not a matter of, of if he leaves... San Francisco, it's just how, you know, it's whether yeah, they, they deal him or cut him because they cannot afford to maintain that salary under the cap. Yeah, because they're under the they're on the hook for twenty seven million if he's on their roster. Slightly yeah. cheaper if he leaves and goes somewhere else for whatever team he goes to. Not much, but twenty seven million for the San Francisco 49ers. You can't pay a backup quarterback twenty seven no. million dollars. And then the, you also have the sort of emotional component of things, Randy. We're like we're talking about the dude who took them to NFC championships. We're talking about the dude who took him to the Super Bowl, right? Like you don't need him breathing down the neck of the guy that you're trying to turn over the franchise to, and you're trying to develop in Trey Lance that just puts uh, added pressure on that quarterback position that probably doesn't need to be there. And maybe a temptation for the coaching staff. Things start going poorly for a couple games. Or are you going to be too tempted to go back to Jimmy Garoppolo and stunt the growth of Trey Lance? So for several reasons, I think they've got to get him out of there. I do think because they've got to get him out there and everybody knows what I just said, then there is another component here where the Browns could just be waiting until the 49ers cut him and then maybe are far more interested because then they don't have to pay him $26 million. Now you're negotiating whatever you're negotiating with Jimmy Garoppolo. Or if Jimmy thinks that the Browns give him the best opportunity, because like you mentioned, from the Jimmy Garoppolo perspective, the Browns make a lot of sense. Because now you know you get at least 11 games to showcase yourself and that's a good team to do it on, a far better team you could probably argue than you know a Seattle or maybe wherever else he could end up because of the weapons there if that's the case and you want to revitalize your career then you could also renegotiate your contract and help facilitate a trade here from that respect as well so maybe Jimmy Garoppolo would be extra motivated to take less money in order to go to Cleveland because he thinks that's the best team that would give him a shot right now to to show that he is in fact a starting quarterback in the NFL but like you said it's not a surefire plan for the Browns people act like it is I mean that is a 
a injury-prone quarterback. That's always been the issue with Garoppolo. And it's why you probably keep Jacoby Brissett, to be perfectly honest, for those 11 games as a backup. But if Garoppolo comes in understanding this is his job for 11 weeks and then it's Deshaun Watson, as everybody knows what time it is, I think you're, I think you're okay. It does depend on the faith that Andrew Barry has in his own roster because there will not be a better backup quarterback or quarterback period uh, available on the market. Uh, Deshaun Watson, not the only story dominating the headlines here in the NFL. Wait until you hear what one of Aaron Rodgers' newest targets said about the four-time MVP. It's Amber Wilson, Randy Scott in for the guys. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app and uh, Sirius XM Channel 80 and your smart speaker, Amber Wilson, Randy Scott, in for the guys on Canty Carlin. Here's the thing about sleep deprivation. Let me, let me just tell you this for a second. I'm going to tell you that it makes you into Dory from Finding Nemo and Finding Dory. Once around the fishbowl, you, you forget things. We literally just talked about the odds that the Browns have now, that not only to you know, represent the AFC, but Amber also just to win the AFC North. And, and, and the hit that those odds took with the news today that Deshaun Watson is now definitively suspended for 11 games and, and has the $5 million fine. And as you might imagine, the odds take a hit because you're going from Deshaun Watson to Jacoby Brissett for an additional five games. But Amber, we talked about this 120 seconds ago. And as we're coming back, I'm like, what are we talking about here? Which one is this? Which segment is this? Because we were talking about Sammy Watkins and how that sound versus a quote. And anyway, I just I want to apologize to Evan and Javante and Rachel in there because I heard Ra- the exasperation in Rachel's voice when she was like, odds, we're talking about odds, because I was like, <laughs> what exactly are we talking about? 
Do you want to run through the odds? Can you see them, Amber? Or do you want me? I to can do it? see them. By okay. the way, I'm not. I'm not really helping you out much today because although I'm not pulling the insane schedule that you are with SportsCenter AM, although shout out ESPN if they want me to. But <laughs> I, uh, I, I was up all night with my sick toddler. So, and I haven't had a night like that in a long time. So, you and I are both batting a thousand today with just major sleep deprivation. So, I'm not going to be. If you had asked me what we were doing here, I probably honestly wouldn't have known. <laughs> So you can go ahead and run through the odds. I'll, I'll put the onus back on you. But like you said, they've changed. I think no surprise that the odds have changed now that we we have more, presumably, Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, they have. So the, the odds at Caesar Sportsbook for the Super Bowl, they go from plus 2,500 to plus 3,000. Okay. For the AFC, they go from plus 1,300 to plus 1,600. And for the division, the AFC North, they go from plus 300 to plus 450. If you If you look at the division – and you look at the quarterback instability for far different reasons, but still in Pittsburgh, right, a three-horse race here between Mitchell Trubisky and Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph, Baltimore is the most stable, right? I mean, Baltimore has the best roster top to bottom. I know the Bengals Well, the played. Bengals, well, I yeah. think you could make the argument from the quarterback perspective, maybe even more stable because you don't have the Joe Burrow contract issues, at least not yet, at least not for another season, which you yeah. do, of course, have Lam- with Lamar. Now, it doesn't seem like Lamar is going to hold out, but you have that hanging over the Ravens' heads. Yes, they should presumably be very good if they are healthy. Uh, however, I guess with Brissett under center, you could still argue maybe they won't finish worst in the division. Maybe they feel, still finish better than the Steelers. But I'm surprised that these odds haven't changed more drastically, frankly. Yeah, I think it, it really does depend on the money that they're getting in, and that's what they have to base it off of. Anyway, Canton Carlin, more of it on the way with Amber Wilson, Randy Scott. However you found us, we're glad you did on this Thursday. Amber Wilson down there in Florida, Randy Scott here in Bristol, Connecticut, is once again, Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. The call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We've talked for three segments about Deshaun Watson. We've talked about the Cleveland Browns. We've gotten into Jacoby Brissett. We've gotten into uh, into Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's talk about an MVP quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. He has a new weapon there uh, in Green Bay, and it's Sammy Watkins, who talked about Aaron Rodgers' preparation. And keep in mind that Sammy Watkins has played with two other former MVPs, a well-traveled this Sammy Watkins. He played with Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, played with the aforementioned Lamar Jackson in, in Baltimore. So here's Watkins on the newest MVP quarterback that he's playing with, and that would be Aaron Rodgers. Um, he's on a different level of, you know what I mean, wanting things the way he wanted done. I think if, when you look at him, it's he's coaching just like the coaches, and he's on that field saying things the way he wanted done. And, you know, I had Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes, but it wasn't this detail and this deep to where – you have to know what you're doing. You have to know every little thing about how he wants things, how to run his different coverages. And if you don't, you're in trouble. And that's, you don't want to be in trouble. You don't want to be that guy that's been like, I can't play with him. I can't trust him. And that's what I'm trying to do every day is gain his trust. And I want to be out there on that field playing with Aaron Rodgers. And if I want to be out there, I got to know every little thing about the offense. All right, you do want number 12's trust probably more. I, I would say Brady and Aaron Rodgers are the two quarterbacks that will freeze you out, Amber. They will freeze you out. If they cannot trust you to catch a football, be in the right position, run the right route, pick up the right block, whatever it is, they will freeze you out. That's a veteran there in Sammy Watkins who, as we said, has played with two MVPs before. How does what he said about Rodgers grab you? Yeah, I mean, two MVPs, but, but two very, very young MVPs, right? And so, yes, 
It appears Aaron Rodgers is more set in his ways. I don't think that's surprising when we're talking about a quarterback who's almost 40 years old. You and I know a little something about that. We're probably more set in our ways than you and I than we were (laughs) when we were in our early 20s, right? So I can understand that from that perspective. Aaron Rodgers, obviously, still at the top of his game, is back-to-back reigning MVP, and so he wants things done a very particular way. And Aaron Rodgers, Randy, hasn't been known to be really the best teammate overall when you consider the fact that he is a quarterback that will be very obvious when he isn't happy with something that one of his receivers has done, right? Like we have seen him with the eye rolls while on the field, throwing his arms up in frustration. I mean, he's one of those guys that lets us know. And then we got the sound bites from him a couple days ago where he kind of took a flamethrower to the mistakes that these young receivers were making. None of that was directed at a Sammy Watkins. With Sammy Watkins, we're talking about a player who has certainly been around the block and he made it very clear that he's not talking about the vets that are in that receiver room. But this is a total changing of the guard for Aaron Rodgers. And so he's trying to develop this chemistry with all of these receivers in this room. It looks like a very different room, obviously, than it looked like last season. And I just don't know what to make of the fact that Sammy Watkins is calling him essentially difficult, right? Like that's like, he's a perfectionist. How does that go over with a Christian Watson who we haven't, I mean, he's coming back from injuries, coming back from surgery. We haven't gotten to see it yet. He just started with 11 on 11 drills. But when we're talking about like these rooks that are supposed to take the next step and develop with Aaron Rodgers, when it's that level of perfection that Watkins is alluding to there, that is expected. I mean, that has got to be intimidating. And especially when it's Aaron Rodgers, who you might be upsetting if you're not perfectly on your P's and Q's. Yeah. I mean, Rodgers would flat out say, so you keep dropping the ball. You're not going to be out here. And he went, he went further and said the young guys, especially the rookies, uh, way too inconsistent, way too many wrong routes, way too many drops, we got to shore that up, and they 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 went to the old head in the room, who's who's Randall Cobb now, who Aaron Rodgers handpicked to be there last year as a calming influence. This is the full quote from Rodgers: "The young guys, especially the young receivers, we got to be way more consistent. A lot of drops, a lot of bad route decisions, running the wrong route. We got to get better in that area." And they go to Randall Cobb, and they're like, "Hey, man, are you worried about these young guys and this tough love that they're getting from twelve? And he's like, "No, man. It's better to have clear instructions than it is to wonder what he wants. That you want your quarter. I mean." It's a lot like a marriage. Like if you know what you're supposed to do around the house, if you know what your role is, you know what your responsibilities are, you know what you have to take care of to keep the quarterback happy. And if you want to extrapolate it even further, the idea like if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Well, if the quarterback ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, right? Like he is the one who decides who gets the ball and how often. That's true, although it depends if that message is coming across the same way to a guy who's a rookie who's in his early 20s as it is to a guy who was a little bit older or a guy even in like Devontae Adams who you clearly had that rapport with over the last few years. All right, they've had 72 wins this season, but last night may have been the biggest. That's next on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80 with Amber Wilson, Randy Scott.